0: I think that 2020 has a new religion, and that religion is coronavirus. And dependent on how much you believe in coronavirus, you fall under different sets of religions. If you think it's just a bunch of hoopla, you think it's all politicized, then you'd be the atheist, you know what I mean? If you're one of those people, maybe you're like a non-practicing Jewish person or you're agnostic, you don't know if it's real, but it could be. You're one of those people who wear your mask out in public but you have your nose hanging out of the mask. (laughs) Now, if you're one of those people who have your mask just around your ears and you're wearing it like a chin strap, then you're Catholic. (laughs) Because you know what you're doing is wrong, but you're just going to ask for forgiveness later and everything's just going to be A-OK. Now if you're one of those people who's a tattletale at the supermarket and you're telling other people that they should be wearing masks then you're a Jehovah's Witness. They're coming straight at you. Have you heard the news? It's real, I swear! What the hell is that? Hey,
1: Stone On Air, if you are not listening to Brian Stone, who has been a fixture in Chattanooga for years, you better be, or I'm going to ask you personally why you're not.
2: I'm so happy I could die. They're like, like
0: Brian! Yeah, <laughs> Brian! Yes.
1: yes, my name is Brian. Finally,
3: it's cool to be a Chattanoogan. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years. Mic drop, turn off the podcast. Stone on air. Yeah, just kill me now. Welcome in, everybody, to the supposed for-profit venture known as the Stone on Air podcast. Available to you in weekly installments every Wednesday and three times a week as a radio show at Nuga Radio 92.7. Into my second week of that. And uh, so far, so good. I am enjoying um, the uh, dual gig at this point. And so it kind of makes it a somewhat profitable venture if you wrap the two up together. Uh, let's see what's going on today. Basically, what's going to end up happening is most of the podcasts are going to be virtually the same thing that I'll do on the radio show on that Wednesday. So if you listen to the radio show on Wednesday, the chances are it's going to be virtually the same thing. As this podcast, at least the same subject matter for the most part. They'll be completely recorded in two separate places: one in my garage and one at the radio station. But I'm finding that trying to do two completely unique shows on at the exact same time is uh, very difficult to do. Um, It's not impossible; I certainly could, but uh, it makes Monday into Tuesday into Wednesday. Very hectic uh, beginning beginnings of the week, which is fine. Um, I you know I invited this hectic nature into my life, and I'm fine with it. So uh, let's see. Uh, just every day, man. Every day, what Trump now is talking about something uh, a a plane full of people in black clothing that were are going every day with this guy every day. Uh, I I'm not gonna take credit for this. It's uh, something I found on Twitter at some point. It was some comedian. I don't even remember what comedian it was. And I'm going to totally paraphrase it, because it, it's not that it's funny as much, as that it's true. Um, I just so much miss the days when waking up in the morning and looking at your phone wasn't like diffusing a bomb. And it's not even necessarily every morning, it's basically every time you look at your phone, what insanity is going to be taking place next. Again, I don't know who the comedian who uh, put that original uh, content out there, but I I uh, ripped it off. Uh, let's see. Week two of walking my cat has been a success. She's liking it. I can't exactly tell her where to go yet. I kind of have to just follow her lead. If I try to say let's go over here, it doesn't um, it doesn't work as well. She gets squeamish and gets a little freaked out. Uh, she's she was born in March, so whatever that math. What's what's we're in the ninth month now, so that's uh, the third month. So she's six months old. And um, it's fun. It's fun. I'm tired of cats dying in the streets um, like people are now. So she's not going outside without a leash. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this with using their na- his name, but uh, just a quick mention. The French brothers here locally, Dustin and Corey from the incredible band, incredible band The Fridge, uh, really have trouble staying off social media, <laughs> um, Corey. Of course, I did a whole segment on it uh, earlier this year. Said some stuff about Black Lives Matter, and it was time to wrap up the protests. And he was tired of the protesting. And then everybody buried him, and they started, you know, going crazy. Well, now um, Dustin, his brother, I think I'm getting those names right. Yeah, Dustin. He posted something about COVID doesn't appear to be real, and we should get back to things too. And then he got raked over the coals. Uh, for for uh, posting bad information, and um, I didn't go line by line on that, and I'm not gonna spend much time on it. But I'm gonna spend some time on misinformation and the posting of it here on the other side of uh, the back end of this open segment. And uh, I'm not gonna give either one of them a hard time, or or take up for them either. Uh, they're 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 big boys; they can take care of that themselves. Final segment of the show: defund the police. Hashtag defund the police. Um, what that really actually means, uh, to me anyway, and uh, how I am not, uh, uh, I'm not a defund the police guy, but I know what the point is, and um, I the most terrifying thing I've seen in a long time was that 17 year old kid and um in Wisconsin with the AR AK 15 million whatever the hell it's called, and it was in the show with that. Uh, second segment of the show, he calls himself Dog MD. His name is Zubin demania demania. He is a uh, very, very, very intelligent guy with all kinds of different expertise from medicine to performing arts. And um, I've got a bunch of clips from him discussing the covid nineteen mix up here recently is, again, it's just a machine gun of spraying, of, of of just a new radical crazy thought by somebody every day and then everybody shares it and everybody's starting to not understand anything. Um it's not it's not fake news. It's fake everything. <laughs> okay. Forget hashtag fake news. Enter hashtag fake everything. Nothing's real anymore. And somebody had posted something on, in in this day and age, in 2020, it's hard to decipher what is and isn't real. Well, it's actually not that hard to decipher. It's just people don't spend the time to do it. And it just turns into this fantasy land of social media. I don't know what Facebook is looking like these days. I'm barely there. Twitter, I can barely take. And you know me, if you're around at all, I love Twitter. I I did anyway. Um, It's just, oh, God. Get this election over with, and it well, it's not even getting the election over with. This just begins once the election night happens. We're still—I've mentioned it every week. We ain't seen nothing yet. Let's play a couple things real quick before I wrap up the segment with what I was just talking about. I got you a worst idea and a coolest thing, and I don't even remember what the coolest thing is today because I just pulled it. What was it? Well, we'll find out together right now. Today's coolest thing on the Stone On Air podcast.
1: This is Donald Trump as your doctor. There's some good news and there's some not so good news. We're going to look into the not so good news. But if it wasn't for me, you would have been dead a very long time ago. I recommended that you take a multivitamin once a day. I said you should drink a tremendous amount of water. You know, these are not easy recommendations to make. Not a lot of people would make these recommendations. So I deserve a lot of credit, but let's get to the news. The good news is your blood pressure is normal, 120 over 80, very good. The bad news is you do have leukemia. It's a very mild to extreme form of leukemia. And, you know, they always blame the white blood cells. They say the white blood cells, they kill everything. They kill the viruses, they kill the good cells. But they never talk about the red blood cells killing each other. Why don't they talk about it? They don't want to talk about it. They don't want you to know. So you do have one day to live. It could be two days. It could be a month. We're not sure. We're looking into it.
3: (laughs) Okay, that's right. It's the uh, Donald Trump as your uh, doctor is today's coolest thing. Found that on TikTok. And today's worst idea is we're number one, USA. We're number one. In a lot of things, as a matter of fact.
2: Did you know the USA is number one? Unless, of course, you're talking about things like freedom. We're actually number 17 on the list of the world's freest countries. We come in at 18 in the list of the top 20 happiest countries. No, we're number one in incarceration, obesity, divorce rate, illegal drug use, car thefts, reported rapes, reported murders, crime in general. Which is odd because we also have the number one amount of police officers. We spend more than anyone else on health care. Have more people on pharmaceutical drugs and antidepressants. We're number one in student loan debt, national debt, negative. Tra- Balance in military spending. And most recently, we became number one in COVID deaths. But don't you worry, your nutty little noggins. America is also number one in pornography. So I say we celebrate our sex workers instead of demonizing them. Because any single person in
4: quarantine can tell you they are essential workers.
3: I don't know who that is, but another uh, post on TikTok. If you are on other social medias and you like killing time on some of those, you would be um I think you'd be pleasantly surprised with how much fun tiktok can be i still don't know how the hell to use it as far as posting but i don't care because i have no interest in getting involved with those kinds of things so on the way out here i've done this before i'll do it again i'll do it on the radio tomorrow i'll do it uh, again next week next month whenever it's the um the anytime you get a sentence that's from somebody who's coming to you know tell you something or whether it's on a post or whatever that says here's what i heard or this is the worst one cuz this is what Dustin did today when he was uh, posting about covid he said if this is true and then went on to post about it and put some there was some picture that looked to be doctored um that and then later justified saying i said if, if this is true i didn't know if it was true well then you shouldn't post it period uh, you can say it out loud i guess if you feel like it but don't let it sit there with something you have no idea whether it's true when we're in a day of day and age of technology where anything can be fact checked anything anywhere any place anytime if you just use a little bit of, of of just not even smarts just common sense you can do some pretty quick fact fact checking so if you know if this is true then hear me out What? Well, shut up man um or oh, here's another one if they if you hear they are saying well here's what they're saying here's what I heard. Well, they said, who's they? And I don't care what you heard. I want to know what you know. Um, I have found out the hard way <laughs> in some ways, but I already knew this to be true. I don't like children. I just, I just really don't. I, I, I don't really like young people all that much, meaning, you know, late teens, late teens, even into the early twenties. Now that I'm double that age, it's it's just absurd. I know I was as big a part of the problem back then as, as what's irritating me now. It's typical old man stuff. But I don't I don't like kids. I mean, your toddlers and your little babies are fine, you know, I guess. Um, they're cute for a few minutes. But once a child grows up enough to be able to kind of understand their surroundings, they're just they're, they're ridiculous. They're, they are constantly attention seeking. Um, they are parrots they repeat everything they say as if it were fact with a very bold uh, approach of this this stupid nonsensical thing that you're that this this child which is virtually always nonsensical because they're not old enough to understand I'm not mad and I'm not pissed off and say I hate I don't ever want to be around your kids that's not my point my this is not this is not exclusive to anybody's situation we all 10 year olds or dumbass 10-year-olds. Same with 8-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 12, 12 13. It's all the same. Some are a little bit you know, brighter and more intelligent and, and soak up information better than others. But at the end, they rarely know what the hell they're talking about, and it's usually always nonsense. And if they're not yours, I, I don't know because I don't have any, but I, if they're not yours, why, I can't put up with this mess. I can't put up with hearing, you know, I tell you this ridiculous thing, what am I supposed to do? tear you down and tell you how it's dumb and wrong you are? Or am I supposed to just sit here and pretend and nod my head and say, all right, that just asinine bunch of mess you just said, you know, that's fine. Go Okay, pat you on the head and go run ahead. I, d- I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, in most cases, they get angry very easily. They get upset quickly. They get very high, very low, very excited. It's just too much for me. But what's even worse... Is that social media, and it's getting worse and worse, it's not getting better, is turning what normally we would consider um, very respectable adult human beings to act like children online. And a lot of these people I know personally, and they would never act like this in real life, in interactive life. It's driving me mad. It is a sickness. It is a mental illness that people cannot refrain from commenting and posting and just continuing online social media fires. I've said it before recently. It's so liberating. It's so liberating to be able to get to a point where you don't have any interest in that anymore. And that's luckily where I am. I throw a little fire on Twitter, but nobody, nobody's there. Nobody cares. Um, I don't hardly put a thing on Facebook and it makes my day so much better. And the two most recent examples of of just a mess out there and fake everything is all these numbers on covid that Dustin from the fridge posted that I don't know where it came from and I don't care and I'm not mad at him I'm not mad at anybody uh, but I do think it would be I would advise to stop doing that especially after your brother got in so much trouble or at least you know got a lot of fire thrown at him and uh, there's so there's the fake covid thing which is I'll spend more time on here in the second segment. And then this video of Joe Biden, this spliced together, put together fake video that he's He's asleep while the reporter was trying to ask him questions. And it was so obviously doctored and fake from it's just crappy uh, production. And it it was just immediately like, that's not real. That's not real. And I got at least one text, I got one text, one tweet, and saw something on Facebook from people who I know know better, that I know know better, po- posting this as if it were fact. And I can't, and it, it quickly was 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 you know batted down and said, This is where this came from. Here's the people involved. I was there, this is totally fake. And it didn't need that. It was so obvious to tell that it was fake. So I can't tell if people are doing this on purpose just to be assholes, or if people are this, this dumb online and turn into social media children. I I don't think that it's they're truly this dumb. They turn into children on social media where truth doesn't matter. Where only only your feelings matter. The person who's posting, only their feelings matter. And as long as their rush and their excitement and their fun is taken care of, then to be to be damned with all the other kids in the room. I don't give a damn if that, that is not a thing to a ten-year-old, and integrity doesn't seem to be a thing to a social media adult, ch- childlike type. It's it's fascinatingly depressing because they know better. And then you you see them, a lot of these people you see them when you're out, you see them at work, and you see them at your you know at the at the well, in normal times, at the ball field, at the stadium, at the game, and, and and they're and they're cool and they're chill and they don't they don't act like children in real life. They only do it on social media. It is so, so strange. It's kind of the same, I don't know, psychoanalysis of the of of a you know, human being adult in a car. You would never say and do the things that you do in your car in real life. You would never walk up to somebody and just say, Fuck you, man, but you'll do it when you're in the car. You know, same kind of, uh, I think it comes from the same, you know, sets of brain science and brain study. Um, but uh, it was just uh, so very, very irritating. Coming up next, speaking of the fake COVID types and the fake everything, I uh, really like this guy. His name, I mentioned before it is as Z- a Zubin Demania, Demania. ZDogg, MD. I will explain who he is and we'll hear from him regarding regarding the nature of COVID-19 as we are on September 2nd, 2020. It is the worst September ever in the worst year ever on the Stone on Air podcast. I'll be right back. Now
4: more. Stone on Air. It's
1: about to get all stupid up in here. Stoneonair.com.
2: So many people are talking about the CDC data that just came, well, was just tweeted out by the president and then removed by Twitter for being fake information. And it has led to a storm of misunderstandings about what this data means. And worse yet, we're really getting to a point where we're just absolutely becoming scientifically illiterate. So what I want to do is quickly explain what's going on so you can make your own decisions about what you think about this. Believe it or not, this is
3: Wilson Phillips doing Jackson Brown's Doctor My Eyes. That's him, Z Dog MD. Look at these COVID numbers. I printed this off today. This is up to date from the CDC. Just over 6 million cases, 183 deaths, 183,000, excuse me. And cases in the last seven days, 288,000. They have the color coded state map. So the darker the color, the the more cases, the more saturated. And it is California, Texas, Illinois, Georgia, and Florida leading the way.
0: Tell me what you see.
3: I me. If anything, this segment's going to be a trial run to see how long this takes because I have a 14-minute window to do this segment tomorrow. And... Um, on the radio show, there it's it's 14 minutes. It starts here, it ends there, and it doesn't matter whether you're ready to start or end. It's going to start or end without you. I don't think I'll have any issue with it on this one. About 15 minutes is what most of my segments run. Maybe closer to 20 on occasion. Anybody who calls himself Z Dog MD by many who want to you know hate on a segment like this would say, well, what kind of credibility does that guy have? This guy's got a lot of credibility. Zubin Damania, born in 1973, is an American physician assistant professor, comedian, internet personality and musician. He also has been writing and performing comedic raps as Z Dog MD. Demania Demania was a practicing hospitalist physician specializing in acutely ill patients admitted to the hospital at Stanford University School of Medicine for 10 years. He has, he had he was then, excuse me, the founder of Turntable Health, a direct primary care clinic in downtown Las Vegas that was funded by Zappos' CEO Tony Heisch. I don't. I've heard of Zappos. I don't remember what that is. I can't crumple up my papers because I have to use them again tomorrow. So, um, I've watched a lot of his videos or a handful of them anyway during uh, this uh, during this pandemic to get some what I feel like is pretty good information. And I'm gonna let you hear several cuts from Z Dog MD is what I'm gonna call him going forward because I still don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. Um, We'll just start off with the first clip here. Actually, first, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't want to stop the pod. Let me pull up. Uh, Okay, there it is. All right. So the first clip here, he talks about these death certificates and really overall what the CDC released. that got everybody screaming, uh, COVID is fake uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was towards the end of last week.
2: What happened was CDC released death certificate data for about 160,000 deaths that included COVID-19 on their death certificates. Now, any medical professional who fills out death certificates understands kind of how it's done. You list the main cause of death and then anything that contributes. And so the certificate can have multiple things on it. You can have things that were preexisting like diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, and then you can have the main disease, like say it's COVID-19, and then you can have things that the COVID-19 might've led to in the visit like Respiratory failure, respiratory arrest, cardiac arrest, heart failure, adult respiratory distress syndrome, and you list all those things on the document.
3: Okay, so between the president retweeting or tweeting something that Twitter ended up taking down because of its misinformation, which I never saw what it was, uh, between that and these numbers that uh, MD is about to give you, that's what got uh, everybody online losing their collective bleep.
2: What CDC did was they put all this out and they said, listen, 6% of all the um, fatalities that listed COVID-19 somewhere had only COVID-19 on the death certificate, meaning they didn't list anything else, okay? And the way that was interpreted by people online who have a particular agenda. They don't agree with the way this is being handled. They think that the lockdowns are too severe. They think this thing is a hoax, whatever it is. The way it was interpreted is they said, well, this is crazy. It means that people have all these other medical problems that are listed on the death certificate. They're dying of those, and it just so happens they also have COVID. So they're dying with COVID instead of of COVID. And again, I, just,
3: I thought that was stuff we all pretty much— Uh, already knew he goes on to talk about how this is not about politics or it shouldn't be anyway for him anyway this is about data
2: i don't care what your politics are i don't think if if you disagree with what's happening and lockdowns are bad and masks are dumb and all that look i actually am sympathetic to you but what i'm not sympathetic to is misunderstanding the science in the simplest form anybody who put that information out there saying look needs to be understood as a completely uncredible source of anything having to do with medicine ever. And this is why. Before he tells
3: us why, I want to uh, define a word that I was today years old when I uh, first read and heard out loud, Uh, comorbidity, comorbidities. What is that? It's the the simultaneous presence of two chronic diseases or conditions in a patient.
2: 6% of the death certificates said COVID and that's it. Now that could mean that, other pe- that, that the people filling out the death certificates weren't complete. They didn't put all the other stuff or COVID-19 was the only thing they had and there were no other comorbidities, other diseases that the person had and they truly died purely of COVID. And that's a real tragedy because we don't typically see that unless you're quite old which was the majority of deaths by the way, older people. All right, great. Next, what about all these other things, right? Well, just because you have diabetes and hypertension doesn't mean those killed you and you also had COVID. The opposite is most likely true because we know this from the basic physiology of how COVID works. It tends to affect people who already have other diseases like diabetes, hypertension, obesity, lung disease, immune compromise, cancer, things like that. And those people are particularly vulnerable to the effects and they tend to die of the COVID because of their comorbidities, not with covid and dying of the comorbidities and uh, i'm
3: just gonna sound like a broken record and just repetitive here again what part of this is new to any of us i've been of the at least somewhat understanding that all this is the case from the very very beginning or at least from not maybe not the first day I heard about it, but certainly as March and April and into uh, May and June came around, and didn't have a hell of a lot else to do at that time other than do a little reading, a little light reading on the coronavirus. I have uh, three more cuts from the Doctor Z Dog, MD.
2: And so the people would have you believe, oh yeah, they died of those things, not the COVID. Ding dong, that's what the COVID causes. That's why it's listed on the death certificate because you had COVID and it led to respiratory distress, adult respiratory distress syndrome, respiratory failure, cardiac arrest, and death. That's often how we fill out those death certificates. You list the major contributors to the demise of the patient.
3: So, so far, only about eight minutes in. So I'm going to have to stretch this out a little bit longer tomorrow on the radio show. So if you believe or if you know anybody who believes that this is all a hoax, this isn't real, and it's much to do about nothing. This audio clip from Z Dog MD is for you or whoever you know that believes that way.
2: This has become so politicized. And this is what I want to say to people who want to believe this data means that we're overcounting stuff. You don't need to believe that to still feel that the response is worse than the disease that the number of deaths did not justify what we've done to the country in terms of lockdowns, taking, changing our freedoms, uh, destroying our cultural fabric, increasing substance abuse, alcoholism, a lost generation who's not getting educated, mostly poor people the economic destruction that's destroying businesses that'll, that'll never be back, you can still argue those things based on those principles without lying and distorting data.
3: That is the best clip, and probably, thinking back on it now just uh, real quickly, that probably the impetus for doing this entire segment was that audio clip right there. You can believe all those things. You can believe both. Like You don't have to make things up to try to make your point. And because I come from the from the school of thought here and I have really kind of since the beginning, I might do a full segment on it here sometime soon. I've been like this lockdown, this shutdown, this mental, the the mental wear and tear that this is taking, the educational losses, the uh, the, the domestic uh, disturbances and domestic issues and all the things that are the fallout from this us hiding under rocks because of a flu, I believe is absurd. I do, but I also don't think it's fake, and I don't think that it's it's something that shouldn't be monitored and uh, safety protocols and all things that we do. But there shouldn't be an empty Fenway Stadium, Fenway Park, what am I talking about, Fenway Park, with the Braves and the Red Sox playing right now. That's dumb. That's not doing any – that's not doing – it. I mean, we're, we've, we've, we've gone too far. We've gone too far, and we've done too much damage – in so many different areas of our everyday life, but we don't have to make things up to make that point. And both can be true and you can practice both beliefs. Don't be stupid. We don't have to be stupid. The final cut from ZDogg, MD on the Stone On Air podcast.
2: Don't misrepresent data and make yourself and your opinions look stupid because that's what it does. It really riles me up because this is simple, simple, simple science. It's not that complicated, and we're a slave to social media, what they're feeding us, all of this. We need to start to think critically using the skill sets that we can easily develop with a little bit of training.
3: All right, so that took about 11 and a half minutes, so I'm going to be good for the show tomorrow. And I don't have a heck of a lot more else to say about it other than – You know, this has turned into a political football and it it is uh, it's it's making me care less and less and less about the health of others when it turns so political, because the politicizing of anything makes my stomach turn. And every that's what all this is. I mean, Biden is now running on. He's uh, the, you know, the response and how we're going to fix the coronavirus and the COVID portions of our of our detrimental life right now. They're really pushing that hard. And if uh, if that doesn't stay in the news until until November, then I don't know, you know, what else he has that could be as strong as that right now. And I, I, I. I don't know, so. I'm, I'm caring less and less and I'm, I'm very much missing the things in my life that bring me joy. And it's I know I'm being selfish. I know it's, I'm sounding like a selfish asshole right now. But, and I, you know, admittedly, have been this way most of the time. But I'm watching people struggle and I'm watching things around me just re- really falling apart. And the worst is not here yet. We've, lived not, we've never lived through anything like this. This is not good. And it's going to get worse before it gets even more worse. And then maybe, hopefully, someday around the corner, certainly into maybe, or if we're lucky, next year sometime, get better. But mark my words, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right, so doing pretty economical on time today. I don't know how long I'll spend on this. We've got the Kenosha, and that what the city is in Wisconsin? Sounds like good. A- wisconsin city the um the shooting of uh, blake jacob blake i think was his name and then the horrifying horrifying video clips of that asshole kid i'll uh, i'll spend as much time as my gut will allow me on that to wrap up the show coming up next
4: We'll be right back. Just cool. Uh, I mean, here's the thing with the cops, though. I mean, being a cop's a hard job, man. It's a hard f- job, man. I mean, honestly, I don't think they pay cops enough. And you get what you pay for. But here, here's the thing, man. When, whenever the cops gun down an innocent black man, they always say the same things, man. They always say the same thing. It's like, well, it's not most cops. It's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. Bad apple, that's a lovely name for murderer. Bad apple, that almost sounds nice. I mean, I've had a bad apple. It was tart, but it didn't choke me out. Here's the thing, here's the thing. I know it's hard being a cop, I know it's hard. I know that it's dangerous, but some jobs can't have bad apples, okay? Some jobs, Everybody gotta be good. Like pilots. American Airlines can't be like, you know, most of our pilots like to land. We just got a few bad apples that like to crash in the mountain. Please bear with us.
3: This is a little-known Allison Chain song. At least to the mainstream grunge listening public called Rotten Apple. Six minutes of just incredible music again likely never heard. And of all the great things that Chris Rock just said in that little bit. The get what you pay for part might have been the best, and it's true. Police officers do not get paid that much, at least from a street patrol level. Um, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I think it's—I mean, it's a lot like teachers. Um, it, low end, getting into it—you know, you're not—you're not getting paid much. It is something that you—that people do because of a very motivated reason. Teaching, um, law enforcement, uh, legal counsel, doctors—I've talked about this in the past, and I don't remember how long ago it was. There, th- those are very motivated uh, career choices. And now they're all all across the map, as far as you know what it what it takes from a you know from a college education standpoint and all that. I'm not trying to compare them. all. I'm just saying they're all very motivated uh, positions. And that's why I say I have trouble ever trusting an ex cop because the reason, generally speaking, that men and women primarily it seems to be from my vantage point, men, but men and women get into this profession is because of of something that draws them to it and uh, motivates them, whether it is the um, the helping people in that aspect of it. I have a feeling that oftentimes it's it's driven by power-hungry types and um, egomaniacs that don't have a lot of options. And that can be true with other things in our country, like some branches of like our uh, armed forces and the military. Some are very highly skilled positions and some are not. And that's the same thing with law enforcement. Some are very detectives and sheriffs and, you know, much- Much higher skill sets, more prerequisites, but just to get in on the ground floor. As I've said many times that my uh, asshole friend's dad said when we were young, any old dumb asshole can be a cop. And that's a really unfair, really uh, asshole way to put it, but it's pretty much true. And so when I hear of anybody who used to be in law, but now they're not, used to be in medicine, but now they're not, Used to be in teaching, but now they're not, and used to be in law enforcement, but now they're not. My first thought is, why? Those are very passion-driven based professions. Most people that get involved in those professions and then actually thrive in it in any level don't just willingly step down, step aside, and just stop doing it anymore unless there was another very very lucrative and similar skill set kind of of a profession or career path to take. Usually people who step down from those have corrupted the system in some way and have been run out bad cops, bad lawyers, bad doctors, bad teachers they're everywhere as much as they're all the good ones as well and there's just that that bad apples thing well there's just a few bad apples but can't be any bad apples and the defund the police thing is terrible choice of wording on that movement. I first minute I heard that, it made me sick to hear. But I, I get the argument. The argument is we've militarized the police force. It is not they're not serving and protecting. They're they're at times dangerous potentially. Now again, all this stuff I am sweeping with a wide general brush here, but I love the idea a reform. I love the idea of reform in anything because anything you don't constantly reform gets stale and old and 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 falls behind. But we have too many police officers that are handling things that they are not equipped. They are not they're not trained well enough on the streets to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be firing your gun seven times at a at, at, at the the Parker guy or whatever his name is in in Kenosha, who is clearly A bad guy overall, it appears. So what? You don't kill innocent people or guilty people just because they're guilty. Seven shots? One doesn't work? Seven shots proves to me that that police officer, that moment was too big for him. His emotions took over. He got scared. And he fired his weapon seven times. That is not a... a, uh, A stable situation. That is not somebody who is calm and collected enough to handle a very, very stressful and potentially dangerous situation. That person was involved in something that they were not qualified to be handling. That's what seven shots tells me there. Knee on a back of a head for nine minutes. is somebody who doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. Doesn't understand the world around them and that this is going to be caught on video. That this is going to be out there, whether the guy dies or not. That's somebody who's not qualified to handle that situation. And the prerequisites just to be a a street patrol police officer ain't all that much. Hence the dumb asshole thing. I could go be a cop if I wanted to by the end of next year. So could you. And you could be on radio DJ and have a podcast by the end of next year too. But I'm not going to kill anybody on the podcast. And the and the responsibilities for this is far lower than that of law enforcement, obviously. So you're given great power and it has great responsibility. And one of the memes that I see out there, you know, on Instagram or wherever, and I don't like to live in meme land all that much. I sure as hell don't use them to make a point. But it said something along the lines of yeah, defunding the police sounds sounds awful. Until you think about the constant push for the defunding of education. I'm paraphrasing, but that is absolutely true. We have politicians. We have people in this country that fight all t- till the day is till the day is long to to slash funding for education. That's the point. Reappropriation of, of of the funding for the police maybe would be a better word, but it doesn't look good on a bumper sticker. So yeah, I I I I get their point. They're not they being the the movement, the the Black Lives Matter movement isn't articulating it very well a lot of the times. And then you know just Lily White rule America, just think you know then the Blue Lives Matter thing. Of course, Blue Lives Matter. That's fine. But then that just gets it gets all twisted up in social media translation and it gets everybody upset about the wrong things and arguing and yelling about the wrong things. And then all here we go all back to it. Everybody turns into a little child on social media and just cannot help themselves and can't stop. The uh, last point I want to make here and I'll wrap up the show. it to be a little shorter today, which is fine, is that kid. I don't know his name. Don't care enough to look it up. That kid in Wisconsin, who was he was from Illinois, so he traveled with that assault weapon, walking down the streets, and then the shots, the sh- the shooting. The, we watched him murder two people on uh, on camera. What was happening before? What was happening after? I don't know, and I don't care. It's horrifying footage. I mean, we're so desensitized to shit like that now. That it was just kind of like, oh my god, can you believe it? And then you just move along. Like I mean, we're seeing vi- cell phone camera vi- video of of s- school shootings, like kids in blood on the ground. Like we're not really that, we're not really that um, horrified by this stuff anymore. And I get horrified by the school shooting stuff, and then five seconds later, I don't think about it because I'm never going to get murdered in a school because I'm never going to be in one. But I have friends and loved ones very close to me that have gone to Black Lives Matter protests where they got a little. I mean, for a minute, a little uh, um, nerve-wracking. Pretend, you know, never know when someone's going to do something stupid. And this looked to be very similar to one of those things. And when I see this kid with this gun, my God, he's 17. First of all, how the hell does a, a, a minor, what are the laws there? I don't even know what they are. How does a 17-year-old have one of these fucking guns? And he's walking around the street, and, and he's firing it. And then he's walking down the street, and the uh, police officers are around. Can you imagine what a a black kid wearing anything that would be similar to what black culture would wear in a setting like that, with a machine gun around, hanging around his his shoulder like it's a goddamn backpack? Can you imagine what would happen? Of course, you can imagine what would happen. This kid's just walking down the street. He just she just murdered people in the fucking road. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. And it's being, it's, it's, it's being uh, almost encouraged by some, the children on social media and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Can you imagine what some polling places might be like in some neighborhoods, in some areas where there'll be protesters and now strapping and, and hitting the road and jumping in your truck with your Trump flag hanging out the back is like fashionable Oh my god. And then a lie a day, a new video fake every day. I'm really 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 worried. I'm I'm dead ass serious. This is not hyperbole. I am really really concerned about the rest of this year. November to January very well could be some of the most dangerous times of modern America Certainly the most, dang- certainly most dangerous of the century And possibly The most dangerous since I don't know what The Vietnam War era Alright That's all I got Thank you so much for uh, finding the uh, coolest podcast In the city of Chattanooga And uh, thanks for finding the coolest radio show In the city of Chattanooga Over at nuga Radio 92.7 we'll Do it again next week Have a good one See you later Bye